the comedy edition of Pulp Fliction, your favorite movie podcast. I'm your weekly host, Brandon Rabar, the entertainment writer for the Bethany Tribune. I'm joined, as always, by Jacob Crisp, a movie podcast extraordinaire, and Rachel Jamison from Magic 104 here in Oklahoma City. I like that you're giving us all titles now to make us sound super legit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a podcast junkie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a radio person. What do I know about well, movies? But Brandon's a writer. <laughs> but, I mean, Rachel, though, you sound pretty cool because you're on the radio. Like, Jacob, I don't want to be like an oil guy. Yeah. Like, you get this oil guy here. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> What's funny is he's the one that started this whole thing. <laughs> um, we are covering Trainwreck this week. We are going to review Trainwreck. And in honor of doing a comedy movie this week, we are going to count down our top five favorite comedies of all time. First, let's just dive in on Trainwreck. Girls, your mother and I are getting divorced. Monogamy isn't realistic. Monogamy isn't realistic. Again. Monogamy isn't realistic. I didn't understand that word at the time. But now, I know exactly what he was talking about. Saturday, I would love it if you were my date. I can't do that because, like, you and I won't ever see each other again. I wake up late every morning, money just cooling, I'm still yawning. Good morning. Oh, Amy. What happened? Did church let out early? Ooh, I like Tom's sweater. Does he teach computer in a church basement? Don't get all threatened just because you don't understand the concept of marriage. You dress him like that so nobody else wants to have sex with him? That's cool. Hey! I'm just a modern chick who does what she wants. Last week, it was this guy. Is that wine in the box? Hey, Mark Wahlberg, shut up. Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg's like 150 pounds. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. Before you judge, you should know I'm doing fine. My friends are awesome, my apartment's sick, and I have a great job at a men's magazine. I like you, Amy. You're clever, but you're not too brainy. You're pretty-ish, and you're not gorgeous. You're approachable. Thank you. Yeah. I'm giving you an assignment. I need a profile on a sports doctor. So you're doing the article on me? Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. You're watching Downton Abbey later? LeBron, I'm being interviewed. Listen, I'm watching it tonight because I'm not going to go to practice and all the guys are talking about it and I'm left out. Tall. You follow sports? Sports. I love them. Who's your favorite team? The Orlando... Blooms. Do you want to get a drink? Yeah. What am I doing? at the doctor's place last night. My boy got intimate. Yes. Sexual intercourse. Oh! You never spend the night. What were you, blackout drunk? No, I had like two drinks. Three, max. Four, now that I'm tallying. Because you're on antibiotics or something? Oh my God, he's calling me. Why would he call you guys just had sex? This is Amy. I think you butt dialed me. No, I dialed you with my fingers. What'd she say? What'd she say? He called me on purpose. Hang up, he's obviously like sick or something. I was calling to say I had a really good time last night. I was wondering if you wanted to, um, out again. I'm going to call the police. Here's the uh, synopsis by IMDb. Having thought that monogamy was never possible, a commitment-phobic career woman may have to face her fears when she meets a good guy, which I think is a terrible synopsis. That doesn't sound nearly as funny as it actually is. Uh, starring Amy Schumer of Comedy Central fame, Bill Hader from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Saturday Night Live fame. <laughs> Brie Larson from Short Term 12, also Colin Quinn, 
and LeBron James and John Cena, who are surprisingly really funny. Spoiler alert. We do do spoilers. All we do. What about my big doo doo? What about your doo doo? We do do spoilers <laughs> in this uh, podcast. Also, Tilda Swinton looking unrecognizably is kind Tilda of Swinton. pretty. I thought that was her. That, that's the same reaction. My girlfriend. My girlfriend. Here's a story. My girlfriend <laughs> and I saw this movie twice together. After the second time, somebody that we saw it with was like, "Man, I can't believe." That was Tilda Swinton. My girlfriend's like, that was Tilda Swinton. We saw it twice and she didn't know. Well, when I was watching it, I was like, I'm going to have to look up to see who that is because I cannot think of her name because it's certainly not Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's any, what I was thinking. Anytime Jill, Jacob it. doesn't recognize an actress, he's like, well, it's definitely not Tilda Swinton. Yeah. So who else could it be? <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I don't even know who she was. Who was Tilda Swinton? She was the movie? boss of the uh, Was she? The, the she looked way better than normal. Yeah, that's yes. what, she was kind of pretty. That's what I'm saying. She was unrecognizably pretty. Pretty and that she usually looks so weird. She's like this pasty vampire zombie, short haircut, whatever. Not, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that. Tilda <laughs> Swinton burns right and left. Well, think of her like Snowpiercer and what she looked like there. Oh yeah, she did. They always this. make her look kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's necessarily her. She's just in a lot of movies where she's supposed to look weird. That's true. But, um, so that's our review of Trainwreck. Tilda Swinton looks <laughs> yeah. kind of pretty. No. Mo- moving on to the news. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the movie is directed by Judd Apatow of, uh, well, Knocked Up and The 40-Year-Old Virgin and every comedy made in the past decade that was any good. That was, yes. Uh, and written by Amy Schumer. So, initial thoughts. Rachel, what did you think of Trainwreck? I was pleasantly surprised with Trainwreck. I actually thought it was pretty funny, and I have become kind of a comedy snob. I don't see a lot of comedies that I actually think are funny these days, and this one actually pulled it off. Previous to this, I don't know a whole lot about Amy Schumer. I haven't watched a lot of Amy Schumer. Uh, I get what her fallback joke is, is that she's ugly. Like, I I get that's what all of her comedy is based on. She's really Uh, crude, actually. A lot of her comedy is shock value. I've I've Which watched I don't enjoy. since then I've actually watched a couple episodes of her show, which is hit and miss. What is the name of her show? Yeah. Inside yeah. Amy Schumer. Okay. But this movie actually pulled off having a lot of heart while still being really funny, and it never took a weird dramatic turn like a lot of comedy movies like to do these days, where all of a sudden things get super serious, and it seems like you're watching a totally different movie. Mm-hmm. That always ticks me off when they do that. And that this is forty. This is 40. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. So Trainwreck did not do that. And I really appreciate that. I relate to Amy Schumer in a lot of different ways. So this humor was particularly funny to me. And I was sold after the first scene of the dad explaining. Oh, yes. That was awesome. Hold on. Sorry. I just like that Jacob was like nodding in agreement. And you're like, I relate to Amy Schumer. And and Jacob's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did you think that was offensive to me? Or that it's weird that Jacob also (laughs) can identify with Amy Schumer? Well, I meant it as Jacob identifies also with Amy Schumer. I'm trying to think all day long, like how I'm going to say, I know I have friends who are very similar to her character, you know, because I can't say I know girls like, is that doesn't sound good? Because it's like, oh, do you? It's like, well, I just put my cards on the table. (laughs) I have friends who are very similar to her. I've already, like, I've already exposed myself with admitting that I the wallflower thing when you guys were like nerd. So, uh, oh, but but the father scene to the very beginning, yeah, the opening father scene was really funny where he explains. 
while why he's having an affair and why people can't stay monogamous. Yeah. I was sold after that first scene. I was yes. like, okay, this is going to be good. Colin, and it really Colin, was. Colin Quinn, I thought he was really good in this. He, he was. was. Yes. He was, he was really, really good. I actually couldn't put his his um his name to his face either, but I was like, you know, but I thought he was pretty funny in this. It's kind of what you were saying too, what I really enjoyed about it was every time you thought that they could go down to like fart jokes and things like that, they kind of start being a realistic responses, mm-hmm. you know, throughout this comedy. A good example is this scene with John Cena and her sitting on the uh, the staircase. Yes. And you thought he was going to start kind of just being all whiny and whatever. And in the end, he was just kind of like, screw you. Screw yeah. you, Amy. Because I think one of my observations, I'm excited to get a girl's opinion. And of course... And Rachel's as well. I thought... <laughs> oh, uh, okay, so Amy... Amy Schumer, I, I I think I just said a minute ago, I'm not a huge fan of her stand-up because she goes for shock value. Right. And yeah, yes, there's totally some of that stuff in this movie. Um, but it, it was it was funny. It was really interesting to see how she wrote the males in this movie because almost every single male in this movie is needy, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> so she kind of twisted it to where, you know, most movies are kind of like this. It's usually a guy, you know, and... <laughs> And uh, the girls are, you know, how they can be portrayed. And it kind of completely flipped. In my opinion, it completely flipped. And so it's like, oh, come on. I mean, these guys are all just a bunch of babies and, you know, what, not this. And just like, you know, I need you, you know, let's spoon and things like that. <laughs> and, and where she has like a lot of what you would think would be guy responses are. Because right. um, she is that kind of that dude girl which she is the dude girl. you know i, I have is. lots of girl friends who are dude girls great to yeah. hang out with funny right. we have a lot you know we have things in common you know mm-hmm. <laughs> let's say it's a hard way to put this like yeah. i said it's, uh, anyway well we got a dude girl on the show <laughs> dude I mean, girls Rachel's are not offended girl. by that yeah. yeah i like being a dude girl so um but so to see how did y'all get that same vibe though when when watching all the guys or did it cross your mind like like all these guys are needy I honestly never thought of that. It, I mean, I see what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I never really thought of that. I, I just, I guess, in my perspective, it was just showing that she was a dude girl uh, more so. So I was kind of more focused on what she was, I guess, than what they were. Yeah, yeah. I did think about that because I was like, dudes don't spoon. Like, this isn't a thing. But I can see <laughs> like, Bill Hater spooning. Well, like his Bill Hater, yes, but like, like his every dude with her was pretty needy, like you said. Yeah. Every male character that she encountered was pretty needy male. Yeah. The John Cena stuff, I, I laughed so hard <laughs> oh, for that sexy. I almost, because uh, I went saw it by myself, which I gotta quit watching comedies by myself. You should you never have, do that. That's a lesson I've it. learned the hard way. It always ranks lower to me if I watch comedies by myself. Uh, no, I just kind of uh, unleashed and just laughed anyway. But like that sex scene with John Cena, I was laughing. I was, I was, I, I had a pretty good laugh during that because of things that. Guys may or may not do in the bedroom, or I don't. And of course, you know, as a guy, you know, probably maybe faces that girls might make, you know, if you're having sex and whatnot. It's like I guess that could probably happen. It was just, it was just really funny to see that side of it. Things that you know, maybe you wouldn't think about um, if you weren't a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) I was distracted the whole time by John Cena's butt. Yeah, massive. It's it's, I've never seen that much muscle. And it's so round. Yeah, John Cena has a big ass. Yeah, he must work out. He must work out. (laughs) Uh, My initial thoughts, honestly, here's what I... To me, it was the best comedy since This is the End. Uh, Agreed. I I thought it was the funniest since then. And really, it's one of my favorite comedies of probably the past 
five years. Like that, you know. I, I feel like you know, comedies aren't as good as they used to be. And when I was no, making my, they're not. When I was making my list of favorite comedies, it was funny. There was only like two or three from the from the two thousands up. I think I have I one from the last fifteen years that I even considered. Yeah, maybe two. And, I, don't I don't think any made my final list. Well, one made my final list, and only two or three were in even the contention. But this was, you know, along with This is the End and maybe Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the last, like, you know, five, six years. Uh, and, and I do think it was a lot of things you said. It was, it was a comedy with heart, and it felt genuine. Like, the, it did. the emotions felt genuine. Yep. Like, like That's when, why I like Judd Apatow's movies so yes. much, because he brings characters into these things. And, oh, I, I wanted to say this a minute ago. That was filmed really well. It was. You know, he didn't have a lot of moving camera work, a lot of editing, and they would just let the actors act, which you don't see in very many comedies anymore because usually there's so much physical comedy. And there wasn't a whole lot of that going on in this. It was sharp writing. And uh, I think Amy Schumer is a... I think she's a pretty damn good writer. She's yeah. a really good writer. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, her writing was really good. And I think that um, she... Her acting was... I was surprised by how good her acting was in this. Especially when she gets emotional. That's what I was going to yes, say. I didn't like, know... Like, like the part if, where she goes back to reconcile with her sister... Oh, if you want to go up against Brie Larson, who I think is a, a really good actor. I think she is as well. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, but in those moments, like when they hug and she was like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm exiting this. But it was like... She, she holds she, her own. She really... She was really good. I was impressed. Yeah. But she's also really funny. I think that her show is also hit and miss. I think a lot of her, and she writes, and I give her a lot of credit. She writes all her stuff, you know, and she does a lot of out there stuff too. But I think this was kind of like the perfect storm for her. She had a great director in Apatow who kind of reeled her in, I think. And this was kind of the perfect role for her. Yeah, they're I a believe. good combo. The, yeah, between the two were, of them. Yeah, there was yeah. good um, chemistry. But right. she was genuinely funny. I don't, I like the characters a lot too. And, and, <laughs> I'm a guy that can't stand LeBron James. I actually thought he was really funny. <laughs> I like uh, I like LeBron I, James. I, I, I thought I think he was he, really I like funny. Him. I thought he was really funny in this. Of course, Bill Hader was. He was great. also. <laughs> he was how they made him cheap. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great running joke. <laughs> now he was also like needy and emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we going to watch Downtown Abbey? You know, that was pretty. Yeah. Pretty, like, well, all the guys in the team are going to talk about it if we don't watch it. I mean, he was he was good. He was. He was, solid. He was legitimately. He's actually getting good reviews for his for his, his acting. Chops. So hopefully he'll just stop playing basketball. That'll be Space like Jam too, probably. Yeah. Right there. Actually, they they are. T- he just bought the rights. Oh, he, so well, I heard they made a deal. Him and Warner Brothers. Anyway, so it would be him happen. and not Michael Jackson, Jordan. <laughs> now that would be a good movie. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> but I think the uh, the supporting characters were. I just really like this movie. It was genuinely really funny, and the heart was really good. Um, it never dragged to me. I saw it three times I, in one week. I thought it was a little ju- long. See, it was kind of long, but I didn't. I didn't feel it. You felt it. Yes, I, thought I never it dragged really a felt little. it. Did, did you feel it? I didn't really feel it. I, I mean, I I did notice that it was kind of long, but I wasn't ever bored with it. Sort of around the scenes where like her father passes away, you know, and that kind of and really turns the middle to the end a little bit is where I thought it was like, like, okay, come on, let's let's go, let's go, let's go. Because it took so long for her to get get together with him and, and things like that. Like there was so much more laughing moments in the first half of the film. For sure. Because we're, we know she's this party girl. She's this personality. And then you get down to the nitty gritty of a relationship, you know, that's not as funny, but there's more relatable moments. Right. It got less funny, but it never got too dark. I'm curious if Judd Apatow, 
well, how he would do with drama movies because I think he's a good director. Yeah, yes. I think he would be solid actually. I, but and and I, I'm glad he's doing comedies because what you said a minute ago, there just isn't, there just isn't a whole lot of good comedy directors or writers out there anymore. I don't think. Yeah, just a little bit of trivia for you. I I. I'm a nerd. I don't know about you guys, but after I see... Oh, especially shout yeah, out to... Rachel and I are totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but ever, after I see a movie, I, like, go dive in full force and, like, look at all the trivia and, like, all the actors and all these things. There's a lot of cool moments, like, also with, like, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Marissa Tomei movie that was in The Dog Walker. But uh, That was pretty funny. Also <laughs> Random as, as hell. Yeah, but, yeah, it was. But a special shout out also to Mike Bibligigla, I can't say Birbiglia. his name. Birbiglia. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, whom I like. Yeah. yeah. He was really likable. But the guy that played, this was random, but I have to say it. The guy that played Colin Quinn's, uh, the, the old guy that was in there with him was kind of his buddy. They gave each other a hard time. Uh-huh. He is 100 years old. That Whoa. dude is 100. Didn't I could even not look find, like it. No, I could not believe that. Well, that makes it even funnier that Colin Quinn told him he died three years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was, a, he was a producer on Alfred Hitchcock Presents, the TV show. That's how long that dude has been around. Anyways, I just thought that was it has nothing to do with, you know, I just could not believe that dude was actually 100 and actually still acting. Well, here's something I just caught that I did not put together. Uh, the, the doctor that treated uh, Colin Quinn... Uh-huh. Do you know who that was? I can't think of Method that. Man. Was it really? <laughs> yes, wow. that was Method Man. He was very good with that with that African accent. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. was. That was. A, I mean, I was like, I was like, he looks familiar. Who is that? That was. That's, I, I knew. <laughs> well, I knew since he no one's too. seen Method Man for the last yeah. 10, 15 years, right? Yeah. Well, and that was another. Uh, th- some, something else I thought of while watching it. I thought they did a great job casting this movie. I was going to say, they all, really did. even Almost, all the small I don't parts. I don't had a problem with any character. Yeah. All the people on the writing staff. Yeah, like Jam. Like funny. Jam from... Uh, Jeremy from, Jam. Jeremy Jam from Parks and Rec. His yes, character, yes. he had a small role, but every line he said was hilarious. Uh, like the whole like masturbating at work. Yeah. And he's, he's already doing the research. <laughs> then when Tilda uh, Swinton... Uh, gives the assignments was which was also a hilarious running bit like the titles of the assignments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Asian guy was hilarious, but when yes. she gives when she gives I don't even know her name. Uh, Amy Schumer's best friend in it. I can't think of her name either, but, but she always thinks she's, she always makes me laugh on Saturday. Yeah, Night yeah, I can't think of her name, but uh, gave her the assignment whether semen. Uh, that was oh, the garlic tasted, tasted the same rotten and jam's like <laughs> it, it tastes the it, same. It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was I laughed out loud a lot of times in this movie. And that's a rare thing for me nowadays. Uh-huh. Well, we need to mention that Kevin Durant. Yes, got, got mentioned. Uh, got it. Kevin Durant got a mention. Like as uh, Tabo like first... Cephalosha got yeah. a mention, but yeah. pronounced incorrectly, yeah, which Thabo. made me really happy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, there's a couple of Oklahoma City people. It was cool to see uh, a couple of Thunder shoutouts. Uh, Vanessa Bayer's her name. And there's a lot of. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. There's a lot of cool pop culture references, which is a Judd Apatow thing, anyways. But a lot of pop culture references. I also think since we're doing this. Uh, oh, I saw that Anne Hathaway tweeted. You know, there's that Anne Hathaway joke, like walking mm-hmm. around, like walking Anne around Hathaway. With yeah, uh, apparently she tweeted and she thought it was awesome and hilarious. Yeah, and she was she was cool about it between her and Amy Schumer. And Amy Schumer's like, "Hey, that's the one joke I didn't write." Judd Apatow made me say that. And he <laughs> tweeted back, like, "Hey, I'm proud of that joke. Yes, I take full credit for that." <laughs> Sadly, I feel like we got to mention. Uh, you know, there's that 
shooting in that uh, movie theater in Louisiana. Oh yeah. That took place strangely during, during train, train wreck. wreck. So, but you know when the shooting happened during the Dark Knight Rises, that made sense. You know, the guy wanted to be like Joker, and I mean, it was a packed movie theater opening night. So strange that somebody would do this during train wreck of all movies on a Thursday night, a that movie sucks. that wasn't packed. Yeah, it really sucked, but. Amy Schumer's response to it, I thought was really cool. You know, I actually she didn't tweeted, see her response to it. I she didn't see much tw- media on it. Either. She just tweeted that you know her thoughts and prayers were with everybody in Louisiana, and she was heartbroken about it. But yeah, just such a strange thing. And uh, what a downer for me to bring up during yeah. our comedy. <laughs> but but I just I just thought no. I, it, it was just you know it's it happened during this movie. I just what a strange thing. She's a very mentally ill person. Yeah, have you... I, I mean, it, it didn't come down. It, the person was just insane. There was no reason for it to be train wreck or why it happened on a Thursday. I mean, from everything I've read, the person is That's what just I was wondering. Nuts. So it was just a random... Yeah, it was just a random thing. Movie. Just, okay. I guess, picked a group of people. So anyways... So yeah. train wreck was good. Yeah, so. That's a, yeah. <laughs> so it was really funny, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we had a comeback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you no... Know, uh, yeah, really, really sad deal. Uh, but overall, the movie, I, I loved it, honestly, enough to see it three times in one week. That's a uh, it is. I, I didn't necessarily want to do that, but it just kind of happened that way. I would give it an 8.5, which for me, for a comedy, is like crazy high, especially nowadays. But I love the movie. Best movie I've seen in a while. I would probably give about a 7 or an 8. I'm still kind of on the fence on it or whatever. But... That's just maybe because of the length, but it'll, it'll probably end up being an 8. It was pretty good. It was I'm, pretty good. I'm between an 8 and an 8.5, so yeah, you like across too, the board, right? really really good. Yeah, really high marks for Trainwreck. Anything else? Not, not really. Yeah. Um, I think if you haven't seen it, you know, and don't see it with your mom. Um, <laughs> so thankful that I didn't call her up. That would have sucked. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so don't watch comedies alone, but don't see this with your mom. Yeah, exactly. You know, one last thing I do want to say about it. That I thought was really cool, you know, she, her fallback joke is kind of like her looks, her appearance, and that type of thing. But unlike with like Melissa McCarthy, where it's kind of a, I feel like if you were an overweight woman or a, you know, not such a pretty woman going to a Melissa McCarthy movie, like you're gonna be the butt, you're gonna feel the butt of the joke over and over and over again. But with like Amy Schumer. I didn't feel like she was ever making fun of, you know, whether it be no, chunky girls or girls that That's that the deal with Amy Schumer, though. She's a very, she's an average looking right. girl. Right, So she can call herself ugly because for a movie star, right. she is. I mean, like for a normal person, I don't think that she's ugly at all. No. But she's not a model. She's right. not like super duper thin. She's... You know, she's a normal person. Right. So she's somebody that can get away with kind of making fun of herself in that way without it being offensive. Right. To That's one thing I've always liked about how comedians transfer over to actors and actresses because they have this natural charisma. This, they, I mean, do they really do a whole lot of acting school? Because I, I don't know. But think about some of the great comedians who went on to do good movies, say – Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Williams, right? Yeah. You know they can they can take on Eddie Murphy in the early in the eighties, yeah. whatever. But they and they can and they can really convince you that they've got acting chops. And I think Amy Schumer did this here too. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey when he did like you know a couple of his movies in the early two thousands, and it's yeah. like these guys can actually bring it to the table. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's and I was really impressed by how you know she did that. What y'all think of the uh, the ending scene, the dance, and all well, that, that? Well, stuff? see, and that's what I was specifically even thinking of. Like, I was I, I started thinking of that as I was talking because she didn't like it. Didn't become this kind of like 
physical humor pratfall. Oh, I'm a chunky girl dancer. Like she, it was funny because it was funny and really cute. And they brought back the uptown girl thing, so it was kind of touching. That was, yeah. Uh, but I thought it was really well done because it was funny because it was a normal girl dancing with all oh, these. Oh yeah, like, I was really laugh- I was laughing pretty good when she right. was like, "It was awesome." She knew she couldn't keep up with right. the professional dance cheerleaders. Yeah, and she's just doing the best she could. I loved that. Right, but it wasn't like a Melissa but, McCarthy. Oh, I'm really fat and I'm falling but everywhere. It and did fun, almost, like I'm ridiculous. almost push it where it's like, "Oh God, are we going here?" But it worked for me. Did we yeah. talk at all about Bill Hader in this? Just that quick second just, about their chemistry. Yeah, we just kind of ran through. He was really he good. Was, he really was, good. He, he was turned impressive. out to be good. I love Bill Hader. I've never not liked him in any of yeah. Judge Apatow. You know, anyone he does all yeah. these cameos and, and stuff. And he can do drama as well. Yeah, like with Skeleton Twins. I mean, he proved to me that he can do. I, he's and he's just super likable. Oh, it, like like in this movie, he is just a really really likable guy. So uh, off the record, do you want to maybe go grab some dinner? Um, actually, Aaron, I think you're so great, and, uh, but I'm a writer. I'm your writer. You're my subject, and, uh, from now on, we, we need to just keep it professional. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. I think we really like each other, and we should start dating. N- no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm confused. I, am I not communicating this right? Like, I, I... No, I hear you. I'm just saying I disagree. Do you like me? Yeah. Yeah, see, I really like you. So we should be a couple. <laughs> no, no. I, I have pl- plans. What are your plans? Dentist. Is that true? No. What I love about movies like this, and this what brings me back to good old comedies or just good older like 70s and 80s movies, is that not every actor and actress in this movie has to look like a 10 and they're 20 years old. Right. You know, they're all adults. You know, it seems like it could be like real life situation while there are like, you know, a a couple of pretty rough jokes in there. I could see people making those jokes in real life as opposed to fart jokes. Right. Um, And uh, it seemed it just seemed real and natural. And that's what I love about great comedies, good writing. That's all I asked for. And so, uh, you know, I don't think there will be an appetite film that I won't watch going forward, except I don't think I ever saw. No, I, I did not ever see. This is 40 because I heard some bad reviews on it. Yeah, terrible. Terrible movie. I just want to mention Amy Schumer is kind of moving into the level of, to me at least, the Tina Fey, the Amy Poehler. They all have the similar dude chick thing. And I've read Tina Fey's book, which is impressive because I do not read books. Um, (laughs) I think all these girls have the same thing in common in that they were not popular growing up. They were nerds. They've actually, even though hard to believe they've all kind of grown up to be, I I think they're pretty women, but none of them are extraordinarily pretty women. And they're working in an industry where you have to be ridiculously pretty. Yeah. So I, I think that because they've gone through that stuff and they haven't always been the popular pretty girl that they can bring a level of like honesty to all of the roles yeah. that they're doing that you buy them in and they're charming and that's a good point. and all of this stuff comes really natural to them cuz cuz that's, Cause that's it, it's a part of them i think every single one of them relates to that character that's why you'll see a lot of and well obviously Tina Fey in her writing you see it obviously Amy Schumer you see it that's i think that's why they kind of gravitate to You know the, what they call that they call that talent and Hollywood sells out to hot and looks. And I know it's, they've been like that always, but mm. I'd go see talent any day over, you oh, know, agreed. over, over tens. Agreed. Who, these who, are my, can't act. These are easily my, my three favorite comedians. Well, I was actually about to ask you who your favorite comedian actress were. Cause I think Kristen Wiig's right Kristen up Wiig is great top. too. Yeah. 
she's great too, and she kind of has a similar thing. She can yeah. definitely pull off a drama role as well. I mean, we look at Bridesmaids, right? You know, and kind of go back and forth. Yeah. But I love her humor. So I really like seeing these women emerge. I have it. I'm kind of sexist, admittedly sexist, where I just don't think there's that many good female actors out there. But she, I, I like to see people like her emerge because I think it's good. It's good for yeah. Hollywood. You know, a lot of things have changed over the decades, and and we've and we've talked about this a, a week or so ago. But how many more movies are are so much more female driven, strong mm-hmm. character roles? And it, it's a nice balance. And it's nice to see people like Rebel Wilson, who I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned her. Uh, Kat, um, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I wanted to call her Kathy Bates, and that's I not almost right did. at all. M- M- uh, well, McCarthy. Melissa uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. While I think that she kind of falls back on yeah. kick to the groin humor a little bit yeah. too much, it's nice to see that people that aren't like necessarily super attractive but are really talented and really smart – uh, and really good at comedy are actually emerging. Yeah, and that makes me really it. happy. I, yeah, yeah, they deserve it. Um, I was going to spin off of that, and I already forgot. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> there you go. Trainwreck by Pulp Fiction. We all give it a thumbs up, and highly recommend you going to see it. Now, uh, before we get into our top five comedies of all time, we're going to quickly go through what we've been watching this week. And I will shoot it to Jacob first. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching this week? Uh, nothing really new on TV. Um, as I told you earlier, I played a lot of Dar- uh, Arkham Knight uh, yeah. <laughs> video games this last weekend. Between doing that and trying to take a final. So I hope my teacher's not listening. Anyway, um, so I watched a lot of older movies this last week, and uh, three in particular. One was the original Batman. Since yeah, we had just did yeah. our, our, our comics. It was my number four favorite comic book right. movie of all time. And uh, I think I am so burnt out on um, the director that it just Tim Burton definitely did not hold up for me. Really? Um, now, I, no. now, I'm not a Tim Burton fan anymore either. Like When he kind of first came onto the scene with, with Batman and Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands, I think he was great. Problem was, he just fell into the same... He's been making the same movie for 30 years now. And that's yes. that's the issue. The, but if you can wipe away those other movies since from your mind, I think that you would enjoy Batman a lot more. But it's probably hard to do in retrospect. Yeah, I mean, I found myself really annoyed, not with like Jack Nicholson or um, Michael Keaton. or Michael Keaton, but more so like the music and how it seems so Beetlejuice and uh, like in you know, sometimes a, a drama type, say the action scene at the end of the movie, and then you've got all these, uh, you know, the music was. It's just so Tim Burton. Like, that just worked so well 20 years ago. And since we've seen, like you said, it's just been recycled so much. It it, it just takes it out the element out of the movie. That's too bad. It's still a good movie. But between playing the video game, between watching the old Batman, between, I mean, I'm pretty familiar with the Dark Knight series, and our conversation we had last week regarding why those movies are so dark. Mm-hmm. It's got to be pretty consistent. I'm guessing it's pretty consistent with the comic book. The original Batman is a very dark sh- shot movie, mm-hmm. which is why it it's perfect that you know, maybe that Tim Burton did it because right. most of his movies are like that. Yeah. And I kind of like that. And the more I think about our, our argument about Batman being boring versus all of his, the more I'm starting to kind of get on board with it. I'm sure that probably drives me nuts. I'm really kind of liking that Batman's just like this, not much of a, of a, of a character as opposed to just he's a serious, wants to get things done. 
and he's a de- I, I like that thing. I don't want to get him this whole thing all over again. But, <laughs> but I, I, every week I, is I becoming I've thought about that argument. for over a week, especially now that I've I played this video game and watched the movie that weren't the Dark Knight series. It's like that's just it's pretty consistent across the board. It's not too Oh, you know, yeah, he's been consistently not... boring for 50, <laughs> for 50 years. I'm... I completely agree. He's right. a freaking boring character. Hey, let's how... get this dude who's depressed for 50 years and give him a billion dollars and have him sit in a basement his whole life until somebody throws up a bat sign and he can try to get out some mommy and daddy issues on him. I, 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 can, totally see your ang- I can totally see your angle on that. But because, because the villains are just so out there, you know, it, it brings I love a nice the villains. balance. Villains are great. Yeah, the villains. I would watch a movie called The Joker Rises all day, uh, (laughs) but I couldn't care less about about boring freaking Batman. (laughs) Yeah. So that was that. uh, Another movie I I threw on. I just I love this movie, and I and it's finally on Netflix. It's Maverick. Uh, How long has it been? Mel Gibson. Yes. How long? You love that movie? Oh, I love Maverick. (laughs) Have you? Have you? I mean, I I saw I saw it when it first came out, and haven't seen it since. Oh, y'all! It holds up so well. The jokes are still so good, and you know James Garner's in it, who's great. And what's the strangest thing? And I never thought I would be saying this. Um, I never thought we'd be talking about Jodie Foster (laughs) is kind of hot. I mean, in this movie, in this movie, I would never thought I'd say that, but she's 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 kind of smoking hot in this movie. And, You're saying uh, a lot of shocking if, things if right now. If you haven't seen Maverick, like, we're talking about Maverick in not 20 Taxi years, Driver, right? right? If you haven't seen Maverick in 20 years, you all have to rewatch this movie. It is so good because Richard Donner does it. He's a same director of like the Lethal Weapon series, right. you know, Scrooge, things like that. And there's some great cameos in it because Danny, you know, Danny Glover has a cameo in it yeah. when he's robbing the bank. The music, the music's great. It, it was done by. Um, um, Randy Newman does oh. the music, you know, it really and it holds up really I think it does I didn't really watch the show I've seen. Randy maybe a Newman couple. does the music? Yeah. Is there like a little fun well, boppy just duet? Think, think about like some <laughs> like, of the music he does in like Toy Story where you have Woody the the cowboy. And so it's great, like you know, I think it's a I I haven't watched the T V show Maverick in a long time. But um There was a TV show? Oh yeah, oh, and, and James Garner yeah. was in it. And he, that's he was why the main it was character. a big deal no, when he came back and was yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and now, so I'm I'm guessing it takes the music from that show and just kind of elaborates yeah, on it. Yeah, probably. Uh, y'all need to rewatch it. It is so good and so funny. And these are the times I just miss Mel Gibson so much. And it's too bad that he, you know, is it's so much in trouble with the media and, and he has his personal issues and all that because he really shines on the big screen. He's such I always enjoyed him as an actor. And uh, especially when he's like the the cocky, charismatic roles like this. Oh yeah, that's, and one that's, of the that's, great things about Mavericks is that everyone is messing with everyone the entire movie. I do Everyone's remember that's continuously lying. That's and the only does, thing I remember about it. And they're it. continuously messing with the audience who watches it, and it makes it funny. And because the entire movie is a lie after a lie after a lie. And speaking of that, by the way, because we didn't <laughs> Man, say he this. is passionate about Maverick. Really oh is. y'all, this I is, love Maverick, but I just thought intense. about this. I cannot believe Amy Schumer spoiled. Uh, oh, uh, usual suspects. Usual suspects. That is so wrong. <laughs> you know. You know what? So, okay, but that was. I can't believe she. That was okay, pretty but funny. It was but hilarious. Wrong. It was hilarious, especially the way that she said it. It wasn't a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. Uh, but what was funny about that? Misty and I actually. Start, Misty's my girlfriend. Uh, we started watching that because uh, she had never seen Usual Suspects. 
uh, we started watching it about a month ago, and we got about 30 minutes into oh, it, no. and we had to stop because something came up, but we've been meaning to, you oh, know. Oh, no. And so I looked over, and was like, yeah, that's not a spoiler. But I mean, like, oh, so she, no, I, that's one of the oh, greatest and spoilers. And she's going to listen to this, so if she bought that it wasn't a spoiler, now she knows for a fact. Yeah, yeah that is, she's listening oh, to this. Oh, man, too, don't yeah. let her listen to the podcast. Yet, yeah. Or I'll, I'll delay on getting it you yeah. know, produced or whatever. I don't know. Um I'll back off of Maverick for a second. Just like it was so, it's, it's it still holds up so well. You know, because we don't have very many westerns anymore, yeah. and we don't, especially don't have any westerns that are comedy except for I never saw Hunter Way to Die in the West or uh, don't it wasn't very it. good exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really trying to think of comedy westerns in the last thirty years, and this might be one of the only good ones. Check it out. Trust me on this. It's 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 a it's a great movie. You're blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah this is movie. this is not. I did not I, expect to go yeah. down this. Oh, this I love it. Hole. I love it. No, that's great. I I remember liking Maverick, but I I never. Oh, it's hilarious. I never. I I when I watched that movie, if you would have told me, hey, twenty years from now you're gonna be talking about this on the internet, I'd be. <laughs> I would have been. Probably I would have asked what the internet right, was. And then, <laughs> and then I'd be like, really? Maverick? I mean, like, I liked it, but no, it was fun. That well, was Richard Donner memorable. also, you know, he did the Superman movies. And so like, yeah. Margot Kidder, she's got a cameo in it. I mean, just it's just pretty cool how, you know. So, I'm going to rewatch it. I do remember that everybody was lying to everybody. That's tr- the one thing I remember. Trust me on this. But you also it. said that Jodie Foster was hot, so I don't know how Dude, much. Dude, <laughs> trust me on that one. You're going to be like, this is weird. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when you've seen it. I, was, I, I had to, for, for anybody listening, uh, I was, it went, completely went over both of their heads. Uh, well, it went over the radar, but uh, I made a little um, taxi driver. Jodie Foster. Oh, no, I got it. I, okay, I got I just it. make sure you didn't actually uh, but think. But wasn't she I like 13? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I want to so make, it's like, it's yeah, like, I wanna make sure you knew that. I just wanted to like, put a disclaimer <laughs> that I was joking. <laughs> now, the last movie I watched this week, which honestly, do you want to talk about it now or do we want to wait until we're all done with what we saw tonight? Oh, Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, re, we actually, before this podcast, went and saw it at the movie theater. Field trip. It was a Pulp Fiction field trip and... <laughs> Uh, it holds up to me. Oh, it was like, so much I fun. Love it. It's so much fun. It's such a you fun movie. You were giggling throughout the movie, I man. I was. It was so cute. <laughs> what I was. funny to me is like, anytime, like the, the really grumpy bah humbug lady, you were like, ah ha ha. She's <laughs> so think, funny. I think she's Everything like, is so funny. She's so <laughs> bitter. Every angry. time. It's so funny. I, I always love jackasses in movies. I miss but these. she wasn't I a funny jackass. Yeah. She was just a bitter old lady. And you're <laughs> like, oh, she's so mean. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I forgot about her character, you know. I mean, I was I thought it was funny every time Gizmo was on screen, and I forgot about all the faces he makes. And yeah. Frank was all, <laughs> you know, just, he's so little, cute. Ah, you know. I love his I love reactions that. when he's watching the movies. That made me. I, yeah, he's I really adorable, like Gizmo. I don't care. I'm a 38 year old man, and I'll admit it right now. Gizmo's freaking adorable. I don't care what anybody. Oh, thinks. dude, uh, how many people had? Gizmo dolls and stuffed animals when they were kids. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I didn't I have did. one, but it seemed like every oh, other kid I knew did. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but that was a fun. It was fun to watch it. I'm glad you all called me up to go see it. Uh, it was good to see it again. That's I hadn't seen it about five or ten years, and uh, you know, I think well, what, what Brandon said caught him most off guard, or that he didn't quite remember, was actually how nasty it is. How yeah, um, there's a lot of violence. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> horror elements like. True horror. The last time I saw it, I was a teenager, like, yeah, like 13-ish. So it wasn't quite as scary to me. But had I watched that when I was a little kid, I think it would have terrified me. There's a lot of really gross, disturbing things in there. But 
at the same time, like the gremlins are kind of cute. Yeah. Like, and they do some fun stuff. Oh, when they like, laugh, very... you, how, when they laugh, how can you not laugh? Yeah, and then yeah. they, and, and then, that's what I would do every time. And then they strangle <laughs> yeah. people, and then it, like, yeah. it's I don't just... remember the death count being that high. I See, thought it was just true. one. I thought it was right. just the teacher, and then I was like, holy cow! Like, there's like five on-screen deaths in this movie. Well, and and there was. A lot of the scenes were shot like straight out of a horror film, like yeah. peeking around the corner slowly. The music intensifies with the knife. Best like, scene in the movie is the kitchen scene. Yeah, the kitchen uh, scene in my opinion is, is a great, great scene. Uh, the movie theater scene is pretty fun too. Uh, oh, it's, it's fun. Or really the bar scene. I really love the bar oh, scene. The bar just because they're is all doing great. so. They're all individually doing so many things, and I was watching. I was like, man, this. That's the, the, the scene behind, I laughed the hardest at was me the, too. the bar scene. Yeah, because like they were all doing their own individual things and had their own individual personalities and little storylines going. I was like, man, if they would not make if this movie were made today, they would not take the time or care to do what they did to make in that personalities. Movie. Yeah, yeah, to make the personalities or real to, effects. That's what I was gonna say. In the real effects, it would all be CGI yeah. and it would all be just a cutaway. You know, but this, you know, there's some real time and effort. The shot you know, of them walking it, down the street. Now, is that motion stop motion? It had to be stop motion. Okay. Yeah, that, that was, was the only thing that was just like laughably terrible. Right, yeah, but right. the rest of the effects held yeah. up. Like to me, like yes, Gizmo was made in 1984. That. Uh, yeah. yeah, 1984, this little gizmo doll puppet was made. But to me, it, it looks, I can accept that as real more than I can this movie from 2015 that's CGI. Oh, yeah. like, I like, I don't connect with these characters that are CGI <laughs> like I would a gizmo because he looks real. I don't know why we can't go back to that. And a good example of that would be the Ninja Turtle, the first Ninja Turtle yeah. versus yes. what yep. Michael Bay did last exactly. year. Whatever. Absolutely. It just doesn't work when you when you know the actors are staring at nothing and... You know, they're going way out of control with the CGI and the practicality of someone moving like that. Right. Or whatever. Um, exactly. Even watching it, it feels kind of tangible when you have yes. those yes. effects. Yes, it really does. And like, so going back to that kitchen scene, for instance, like the mom is so immediately lovable. She's She is. Your mom that works in the kitchen, she laughs and smiles. She deals with her kooky husband. Yeah, she's uh, watching It's a Wonderful Life. And so immediately, you know, because... When the, you know, we finally get to the, I forgot how long it takes to get to the Gremlins, but it, you know, I guess you do have to kind of build that story up. Yeah. the movie? It's like uh, it's two hours, six minutes. Yeah. So yeah, it is hour forty five. So by the time we do finally get to it, like, but you you're so invested in the mom, and you really you care are. what happens to her. And so when she goes upstairs and see like, oh, they've hatched, and then she makes the decision to walk back downstairs. I mean that. The reason I say that was the best scene of the movie is because of the thrill, the uh, the build up to mm-hmm. what's about to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. And I mean that kitchen. My that's just we, we we kind of already talked about this, but off air. But my mom wouldn't let me watch that kitchen yeah. scene because it was scary, and yeah. uh, and I forgot all about the micro the microwave scene where he well, gets. Oh, that's, that it, was it's nasty. Pretty, it's pretty gruesome. <laughs> it it's is pretty, really well, gruesome. Well, and you got to remember, microwaves were really pretty new back then, and people <laughs> didn't quite know everything. It was kind of this new technology. People were kind of afraid of it. Like, what could you put in a microwave? What you know? Can you get hurt? So, like, seeing. A living creature explode oh, in man. a microwave and, had to be and pretty so horrifying. So well done, like uh-huh. the creature de- or the uh, the uh, the creature design or the, the yes. puppet department. They had a field day with this. Oh think, yeah, right. I mean, but it was so nasty. I say nasty because they 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 made it work. You know, yeah. it's believable. It's it nasty. Like, <laughs> yeah. a good movie. I mean, it's. I think it still holds up. You know, is it a 10? Is it an, a no? Is it an 8? Maybe. You know, it's still, it's yeah. a classic yeah. for all the kind of silly, stupid stuff in it. Here's my one question for you two. Comedy or horror? I think you have to say it's both. I mean, I, I, I still feel like it's more of a comedy. To me, it's a comedy. And you know what's funny, though? Before I saw it tonight, in my memory, watching it as a kid, 
it was like a family movie to me. Like I, I never even, you know, I grew up on. It. I was a kid and I watched it, yeah. and I didn't think much of the horror. It's probably I just it was kind of a family. It's probably movie. how you grew up because I've always considered it a horror. See, that's because interesting. Because we would, we didn't watch it as little kids because it was too scary. See, so to me, it will always be a horror. But you watched it when you were a little kid and you thought it was funny. So yeah. to you, it's comedy. It's actually yeah. listed as both of those. Yeah, it would have to be on it IMDb, to be. but. Yeah, but to me, it's like a comedy. I think I would family. have said horror, you know, fifteen years ago, and then after rewatching it, it's so much. It's a fifty-fifty mix, especially the bar scene. Yeah. yeah, but there's that little when they first hatch. That's that's scary stuff, especially if you're younger. Yeah. yeah. But then, I mean, anyone can watch the bar scene, theater scene. Oh yeah. It seems like that's not scary at all. Yeah. Or is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> that's a good point. It yeah. is a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah. I thought that too. Point. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah, because you know people always complain about here's a, here's two things. Well, here's one thing that people always say: the after midnight. How can a gremlin? Where, what if, what if they're on the R- east coast? Right. Yeah. What if they're yeah? You know, right? you're like you always. How like, does that work? Right. The other thing, of course, I caught was so snow is water. So he doesn't multiply and he walks in snow. Oh, uh, good call. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think, I didn't about, think about that. That was good. Yeah. Good stuff. That's it for me. Um, I like that. One last thing on that. I really like that the prop department made little tiny clothes for all these gremlins. And oh, we're not supposed to man. question where they got these little tiny clothes oh, from. Yeah. But, oh, but oh, how it convenient. really it gave them a good personality oh. just putting them in clothes. The gremlin sitting hilarious. in the corner drinking the, yes, the, 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 that sax, was my the jazz music. Oh, that's so good. I forgot about some there's so much I forgot about this movie even though I hadn't seen you know yeah. I feel like I've recently seen it. And I've definitely seen it about ten times, but there's some things I, t- I definitely forgot about. That was funny. Well, the last thing I'll say is a movie like that, like it just feels kind of like, and I don't know if it's the nostalgia talking because I grew up with it, but I don't think it is. I really think that those movies back in the 80s, they just felt magical. Like if this movie were to be made today, I don't think it would have the same. Just think like even in the beginning when he walks into the, the shop in Chinatown, like everything seemed Probably like. because of our expectation of movies. We're so used to just these high budget, you know types of movies and that that's just a whole different style of making movies yeah they just took like there was so much like heart and care and like everything that from the music like it was such a great soundtrack and it's a movie called gremlins like a movie like that wouldn't have a great it's all made on synthesizer but it all works but but it just music was great i love the music the music was just the theme itself was amazing speaking of uh you know maybe nostalgia you know your girlfriend went with us misty Mm -hmm. And what was her reaction to it? Since she'd never seen it, just see, she told me she's like, I probably didn't like it as much as you. Like, I probably didn't enjoy it like you did, but I really liked it. Like, she, it still held up for her mm-hmm. uh, on a first time viewing. She thought it was really cute and funny. She, she thought Gizmo was adorable, and she thought it was scary in parts and things like that. So she really liked it. Now she, she probably didn't like it. She said she didn't like it. Like I liked it, but, but... she only jumped one time. That was when he got his hand scratched on the <laughs> yeah, phone. Yeah, it's pretty good scare. It was. There was a couple of <laughs> a couple of good jump scares in it. Yeah. So there you go. There's Gremlins. As far as like anything I'll add, the only thing I really want to talk about, I saw Southpaw. All I'm going to say about it, uh, I want to see it because Kurt Sutter, who wrote Sons of Anarchy, created that, uh, wrote it. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, Rachel McAdams. It was a movie that was decent. I would say it was a, a pretty decent movie, but disappointing. Yeah, it's got an 8.0 on IMDb, which is crazy. This is going to sound really su- high. This is going to sound super elitist. And I, whatever. Because we just watched Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, no. But I feel like it's a movie that general audiences are going to feel like is a really good movie because it kind of hits all the points that you need to hit yeah. for it to be a quote unquote really good movie. It kind of manipulative, pulls on the heartstrings and things like that. And it's got these moments. 
but to me it was really kind of empty. It didn't have the emotional payoff that it should have. Didn't flesh out the characters like it should have. A lot of like contrivances and conveniences and and things that didn't make sense. But this is gonna sound elitist, but I think to the typical moviegoer who loves Michael Bay type movies, they're gonna think it's <sighs> this great moving. Film. No, I I absolutely agree with that. How I was, saw how it was as Jake well. Gyllenhaal as a boxing? Jake Gyllenhaal he was good. He was, was the highlight. He was yeah. the best thing about it. Okay. Uh, like like he is in everything. He was really good. I heard him in an interview on the radio, and he just talked about how he went into detail of training, and he like really went all in. And he did he five did. months of training twice a day, uh, which was which is pretty impressive to do that much. Well, you can tell no, by looking at him. He's a pretty good. I don't know method actor. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a good, good method actor. Like I, I remember when he did Prisoners. How he talked about it, he really that delved into that movie. character. Yeah, really good movie. And he did that. Uh, he was great in that in that movie. Yeah, he's 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 kind of one of the the few modern method actors who really take it that seriously. I said it was a great movie. I think he's what made that movie. Yeah. really good. It was pretty well done. He's too. the standout in a lot of movies that he does. Yeah, because uh, he's it's true. He's so unique. He know? he can pull. He pulled off being a creepy guy and nightcrawler, nightcrawler and then nightcrawler. he pulled off being a boxer a like down and out boxer sort of in this movie nightcrawler could have totally been like a b or c type movie but he made it so interesting yeah he did. i love jake gyllenhaal so, so many bad corny parts mm-hmm. in it but he's too good in it. sorry so no i agree with southpaw i i think the general audiences will like it the people around me really liked it a lot same here uh there was just a lot of things in there just if you watch it, pay attention to the timeline that's happening. Yeah, because this entire no movie sense. takes place over maybe a span of two to three months. Yeah, which and makes, and he has like four the, or five. And for the emotional uh, highs and lows he hits in that period of yeah. time, and the things that he goes through, like it's just it's not feasible at all. No. And I love Kurt Sutter because he did Sons of Anarchy, which I love, but I also realize is a show that's kind of a soap opera. And Kurt Sutter realizes it's kind of a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I kind of expected more, but I understand he was writing for a movie that will have mass appeal, audience. and it will, yeah. it yeah. will. I think that he's capable of doing better, and so that's why I was kind of disappointed in it. But probably still recommend it. I would to a general I would, audience. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I would recommend it to certain friends and not to yes, others. Yes, yes. I think that that's you know a who you are. Assessment. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, then you're probably not one of them. Right. <laughs> Just to keep myself safe. <laughs> uh, anything you'd like to add to the what we've been watching lately discussion? I've had a heavy workload this week, so I haven't watched much. But I did see Southpaw. We did finish American Horror Story Coven. Yes. And it was my favorite of the American Horror Story seasons. That was the yes. third or fourth chapter? Third. Okay. I call it chapter. So there's that. Yeah. And yeah, I did watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles after we I got done it. doing our... Our nice. podcast last time, uh, and it's still fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> and that's it. There you go. That is what we've watched this week here on Pulp Fiction.